everybody, come on, let's get down. Get down. And we're official. So, Ooh. hey, our first episode. Hey, hey. We're, we're finally here. here. The friends at work. It's been a long friends. time coming. You sure about it's been that? A long time coming. Friends and from work. From work. And listen, from we want work. to say thank you up front the to the amazing, super talented Freak Bass. Thanks for your yes. friendship. Thanks for the mu- thanks for the music. And yeah, I, even though I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention this person out loud publicly yet, I'll just say the person that you hooked me up with that did our logo and has branded us and helped us out, thank yes. her as well. Yeah. And when I have permission to say her name, I, I will. How are we doing, guys? Good. We're doing. Uh, Episode of, of what? Of Friends from Work. It's an all-encompassing pop culture podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Rick Shu. With me are my partners in crime, Brian Chatlin and Courtney Cheek. Hello, my friends. Hello. Happy to be here. I have to, you know, I'm going to have to look at that camera, but I want to look at you guys. This is going to be fun. I know. I'm like doing the same thing. Like, here's my camera. Here's y'all. Because we're in a multi-million dollar studio. You know what works Um, for me is if I take my glasses off, I can't really see either. So I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just look in the direction of the screen and then your eyes are doing this. We got it. Yeah. yeah. We we will have some kinks, but that's okay. This is our first episode. We don't care. So we're we're airing this first episode live on YouTube. Uh, we are streaming it right now on Facebook and Twitter just so we can kind of cast the net out so you guys all watch. But ultimately we want everybody to go to YouTube to watch this and hit subscribe while you're there. Please. Also, we will edit this and we will put this up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever great podcasts are found. Starting next week, that should be at probably Monday. Love it. <sighs> We're like, here. share, subscribe. So before we get started on our topic for our first episode, I want to thank everyone that has that has been interested in us doing this. And we have been talking about it forever. And we thank you for your patience. And Brian and Courtney, I love you guys so much. And I want to thank you both for offering your talent and your time to partner up with me to do this show. So yeah. thank you both. I'm excited to be here. When you first called me, I was like, oh, God, he's never going to want to talk to me again. But <laughs> I'm really excited. This will be really fun. I've been wanting to do another podcast regularly for a while. So I think it'll be fun. I mean, well, this is everybody yours. else is giving their opinions on the Internet. Why not us? That's right. <laughs> yeah, and this exactly. is yours. So, guys, here's the way we're going to plan this. We We have a lot of really great guests that are. Waiting in the wings that I've already uh, some really great high profile guests. Not that that matters and that's synonymous with quality, but still, it's cool. But uh, I'm not bringing those people on until we work out all the kinks. But we do have a lot of guests planned, but the three of us will be hosting this show together. There's going to be times where I may be hosting and have my own guests and Brian may be hosting and have his own guests and Courtney, etc. And we may just fire it up and do a, a little rant or monologue or something on our own. Who knows? We're going to start doing movie reviews. We're going to really have a resourceful website. Which, Courtney, what is our URL on that right now? It is friendsfromworkletschat.com. Friendsfromworkletschat.com. Go there. Subscribe on YouTube right now. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. There's no crazy symbols in there, underscore, no nothing, all one word. That's right. And we need the URL for the website. I mean, some of the other channels, because I guess friends from work is like a popular phrase. So a lot of the social channels, we have underscores and dashes or like pod. Yeah. Correct. And we understand, by the way, that there's a few podcasts called Friends and Work. We don't give a shit. Okay, we don't. The reason We're that not we trademarked. don't trademarked. It's not trademarked. And also we didn't realize this until we branded it and we have the Let's Chat. 
but we were looking for a name. You know, I came from a very Batman centric uh, background and, um, and, and, and it was a great run and all that. Uh, but a few years ago when I launched the satellite show and we, and, and I started talking about star Wars was really the main focus. And then I did an episode, uh, on Batman on film where I talked about, um, Rocky franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just started going into we did a Tarantino episode, Tarantino episode. Then you guys came on board and started doing all those with me. That's essentially what this is. This podcast is no rules. We're going to talk about anything and everything in pop culture. Courtney apparently has a TCU rant. She's going to hold for an episode. Where well, I love football. What can I say? I'm I'm opinionated. It's her. You guys know it's just fresh though. It's her show. Yeah, whatever she yeah. wants to do. Yeah, I'm simmering hair since last week when we did this. <laughs> I was very he. I mean, I'm still look. Long story short, I'm still not happy with the hire. It's bad optics, regardless. I don't care how you slice it. I'm still upset about it, but I will still have my season tickets next season. That's the crux of it. Well, and I think a good solid like <clears throat> will be good for the soul. It'll be cathartic. Um, but just try being a Cowboys fan. Uh, Texas Longhorn fan. Talk about yeah. See, I have no mm-hmm. sympathy for you Longhorn people because you have Del Conte, you have Drew Martin, and now you have Gary Patterson. So no sympathy for you. We also guys. have you a guys cursed. have the recipe for success there. By the Everybody- way, for those of us that are watching, that all you know is like sports ball words. I'm right there with you. I'm. I don't <laughs> know these two. These two. You know, no sports here. So what are we going to oh, talk about on like- episode one of Friends from Working? By the way. If you guys have watched our promo video, which we filmed back in October, uh, that was October, pounds, fifteen that pounds was ago for me. I might have lost mm-hmm. some weight. What's up with that? No, good but uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, you know, I'm old. But um, that's good. You should celebrate that. Healthy is good. Is good. Healthy is good. It's Healthy is good, man. Whatever you know. Uh, but the the the. Um, the, the video had a really great response. And by the way, we've got several more in the can that Brian's ready to roll out. But what I love is I had friends reach out to me. They're like, do you know what? Shoot you straight. Is that this looks fun. This looks like three friends bullshitting about pop culture, which is, is like, that's, 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 that's is. the show. That's the show. <laughs> That's that's the damn we'll be show. in the middle of a conversation. Like Rick, you randomly called me the other day and I didn't answer because I was on a call for work and I'm really sorry. But you'll randomly call and we'll be in like a three way call and then Rick will be like, "No, we gotta stop. We can't have this conversation. We have to save it <laughs> for the podcast." Sometimes I'm like, like, "God, that's so good." Let's and record. then Brian and I will get into like a GIF responding thread, and Rick's like, "I don't know what any of these mean." <laughs> <laughs> Which is also hilarious. And again, he's like, we got to talk yeah. about this on the podcast. Oh, and by the way, I'm not getting your text. I, Brian, I, I was on the phone with Brian. And she, he's like, well, Courtney's been, I go, have you heard from Courtney's winner? We're on schedule. He's like, she's oh, been boy. responding. I'm like, oh man, I'm not seeing him. I wasn't seeing my mother's text last week either. So I'm having some text issues. Have You'll get you in trouble for that one. your phone? Uh, oh, by the way, Brian, did you get, did you get the link for the show on your? I did. I shared it on my Facebook all righty so are we rolling are we actually live we've been live for eight minutes and eight seconds nine seconds ten seconds is it on our youtube channel i hope it is it's supposed to be okay i don't I see what is it streaming there that took some jumping through hoops to get approval for it should be there i hope it is if it's not okay fine we're up on twitter facebook well we're gonna get this edited and and our friend ryan haas is going to edit Ryan! 
Yes, he's not fully committed yeah, to no. it, but I'm putting. But now I'm putting him on the spot. Yay! So he's going to edit our first episode, right? Uh-oh. Uh, where we'll have everything in place to just throw up on iTunes and Google Play and everything. It's going to be awesome, guys. Right. Here we are. All right. So here's the topic. So, so okay, we're going to do, do our first our first episode. I thought what we would do. It's a little quasi anticlimactic because what is it already January FN twenty fifth? Whatever. Who cares? I would like to talk about our top four or five, whatever, favorite pop culture things from 2022. And then what we're most excited about or what we're anticipating the most for 2023. You guys good with that topic? Prepared yeah. for that? All right. Yeah, we, I say we I say we start with 2022. Let's do that first. I like it. So okay. we, should we do 2022 each person, then go back around? Yeah, I like that. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do that. All right. I'll go first just because I'm hosting here since you guys aren't guests. You just, you know, you're just co-host. But if, if if something is overlapping, let's dive into that like in real time. So if it's on your list, let's go or whatever. Right. But do we all have the Batman? Yes, we do. I think so. Do you have the Batman? Do you have the Batman? No, I didn't, but I can. Oh, no, it's okay. This down. I Hold did on. not, but I can. No, no, no. It's okay. The Batman is uh, one of I the mean, I, it, did, it did get nominated for an Oscar. Did you guys see that for sound mixing? It, it did. And um, set design? It I did. I think it was set design. I it? love this movie. And as a lifelong Batman fan, I can tell you there's certain things about this that we've never seen on screen before. Like some some of it's very nuanced, but that, that initial crime scene where Batman shows up at the mayor's murder scene and Nirvana's playing and everything and the way he's just interacting with the the police and he's in the room. He's not, he's not bolting within seconds. Cause you got a little bit of that in the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises and Batman begins. But every time Gordon turned around, Batman was gone. Classic Batman, by the way, no one, yeah. no one really captured that perfectly. And I, I forever grateful, but for this, what was interesting is to see him. I think about Batman returns. Remember after that first big car chase and Batman's walking and Gordon walks up, he's like, hey, Batman, I think the circus gang is back. He's like, we'll see. And he just keeps walking, like zero interaction. It's like antithetical to that. He's at the crime yeah. scene. He's interacting. He's giving clues. He's solving riddles, all the stuff. And I, I thought, I can't believe that is working in live action. I can't believe it doesn't just look silly that there's this man dressed up as a bat truly being a detective with the police or at least yeah. at least trying to share his expertise to get as many of them to listen to him as possible outside of just Gordon, because everybody else is too skeptical of him for obvious reasons. Um, the performances in there by Colin Farrell and Zoe Kravitz, just amazing. Uh, the Riddler was a little, a little underwhelming for me, to be honest with you. I, I do like the character. I like the actor. Fine. I don't necessarily yeah. care if I ever see him again, but the penguin, which we're going to get on HBO max, which is next year. So it won't count for my favorite on the list. Super stoked. Zoe Kravitz was phenomenal. Yes. The cast was great. The third act dragged a little bit, but it's a phenomenal Batman film. And it's up there with me with the Nolan trilogy. It's, it's that, that top tier. So that's, that's number one. So what do you guys think? Just, just general real quick, the Batman, did you guys like it? Go for it. Yeah, I did like it. And I really appreciated what they did because I think honestly, it's a really hard act to follow coming out of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And as we've seen, no one's really been able to take a DC film 
from that with you with the exception of Wonder Woman and do something really great with it in my opinion at least in a very memorable way um so I think it was a really nice take um I know a lot of people really appreciated the darker tone to it I think it just fits the character more in the world um there my one problem with it in the one moment the one scene the one area that took me out of it is when they're all like in the convention center and like there's all the water coming like it's just there was like this moment where you see all of these like people that are following these orders like the villains per se and i was sitting there and i was like this is weird like for some reason my brain could not like suspend its belief that all of these people would come together to commit this crime from a person who's in jail, but then nobody would care. It was just kind of weird. Like I had a hard time like connecting the dots. Um, But otherwise, like I really do think it's a great movie. I do too. And I will, I'll be honest with you. I actually agree. I think the third act and that whole sequence in particular, it struggles. uh, It struggles. It's kind of a chore to get through. I think it's better from a symbolic standpoint than it is an execution. So for instance, him leading everyone out and he's quite literally the, the the light that leads the way is quite i'm gonna curse here quite fucking beautiful i mean it is but it's the execution, yeah no it's real it, it, yeah, yeah oh, it's definitely. real but it's eh, the execution i think is a little weak <laughs> however the ending like the, the little girl on the helicopter that is such a classic batman shot yeah it's beautiful and then the very ending where he's uh, riding off on when well, he and Selena go their separate ways, so yeah. that it lands a plus. But I I agree. I, I'm not a big fan. I'll I'll skip over that whole sequence. I just I, I'm not crazy about it. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for it, and I I don't think it's as good as the Nolan films. But what I do think is that it didn't have to be. I don't care. No. What I do think is I, I think that once it's all said and done, and Matt Reeves tells his story, his what I assume is going to be a three part story, and I really hope he has Robin in it. Uh, I think we may have a definitive Batman trilogy that might even surpass no one once it's done in totality. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. Well, one of the pieces that I really enjoyed, especially um, getting in towards that end scene um, with him leading the people was something that I f- feel has been brushed over in a lot of, uh, especially superhero movies, but it is, it's the evolution of the hero. When you're looking at the hero's archetype um, is the choice to become the hero. It's yeah. the choice to not just fight the bad guy, but save the innocent people. And that's where you go from being um, being a soldier to actually being the superhero, being the hero. And it was interesting watching the choice made, watching the decision. Um, it, it was an awkward scene, especially since I basically at that point he should have been dead kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I really did enjoy them actually laying that choice out. I don't think I've seen it that clearly in the Batman movies yet. No, there were some there were some things in this that were there. I say revolutionary in terms of Batman mm. live action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the, the some of the things that 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 worked and what's really cool. And we we won't spend as much time obviously on all the stuff of those. This will be a three yeah. hour show. We don't want that. But. Um, but what was an interesting choice is that if you think about the Nolan films, the the, the that story is really about Bruce Wayne. It yeah. appears this story is about Batman. Yeah. Um, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And because first of all, he was Batman a lot more in the film than he was Bruce Wayne, which I believe is probably the first time in live action we've ever had that in terms of a juxtaposition. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't right. think about yeah. that. 
Yeah. And his Bruce Wayne is the one that is really struggling to have. He has an arc in the film and it's it's a good one. Again, it's a little better in symbolism than it is execution, mm-hmm. which I think is the fault of the a, a weak point of the film in, yeah. in that regard. But it still works. And uh, man, what a great cast. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I make no mistake. Oh, the I casting the was phenomenal. The performances were, were amazing. I mean, yeah. it was shot beautifully. Like yes, for was. a comic book movie. I mean, you know, yeah. they get a lot like, of bad rap, but like it was so well done. And I think that's by, why it took people by surprise. True, but it only gets a bad rap by Scorsese. <laughs> only he hates Spielberg yeah. too. <laughs> Spielberg I think a lot of the old Hollywood guys. Uh, speaking of the Phantom Menace episode one, Spielberg Lucas wanted him to direct that. That's a true story. But again, yeah. it's still solid. Man, it's a solid movie. All right, so moving on from the Batman, I loved it. Can't wait for Colin Farrell's man. Well, yes. He knocked another part. Can't wait for HBO Max the Penguin. Um, the mesquite Texas to me will come out really hard on that word, man. I gotta be careful. Penguin, (laughs) penguin, 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 the penguin, Oz. Uh, oh man, that, that whole sequence where he meets him for the first time up in his office and Selena walks in that, that that's like, I was like, am I watching Chinatown? Is this Chinatown? Is this a Batman movie? God, Matt Reeves is brilliant. All right, moving on. All right. So my favorite character of all time, fictional character is the Batman. Hands down, but my favorite okay. franchise of all time wars as oh. a f- live action franchise in particular is um is more consistent than than okay, so we're live here. Am I losing you guys? Yeah, you froze for a second when you, you were saying what the... we, you were real we were like on the edge of See? our seats, right? <laughs> and he did it again, bro. Uh-oh. Buddy. Oh gosh. He's freezing. I'm going to keep talking here. All right. So, Courtney. So, what was your number one, Brian? My, honestly, uh, of course, most things Marvel I'm in love with, but honestly, uh, was Love and Andor. The one that I lost. So good. And don't tell Rick that. Um, But the one that I lost my mind over because it came out of nowhere was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. I, it did come out of nowhere and it's just brilliant. It's like, oh, it's like the whole thing put together. That's on my list too. It's just it, start to finish. It's brilliant. I mean, Michelle, it, I mean, she's fantastic. Nominated for the Oscar first Asian American nominee for an Oscar, which seems like that should have happened a long time ago, but I digress. Yes. Um, she totally deserves it. I'm so, so excited yeah. for her and that entire cast. I mean, they've done uh, such a good job with that movie. Rick, you know, I, everything, I, ever world at once. I have yeah. no idea. I, we have no idea what just happened. We're live. Everything, everywhere, yeah. all at once is what I we're need that. About. I need that Bill O'Reilly thing. We'll do it live. All right. So there you go. we're going to move on. Move on for the yeah. Batman. So well, here's, we were talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. So Star Wars, obviously my my favorite franchise of all time. Okay, I don't know. If um, he, can you hear us, Rick? He can't hear us. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, you can't. We okay. were we were not talking about Star Wars. We went on to Brian's number one. Uh, well, I, I know, I know, I know you did because uh, well, I don't know what you did, but I I, I got lost. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're sorting it out. <laughs> so we're now we went out. to Brian's number one. So we're doing Brian's number one, and then we'll come to my number one. And then we'll All right, your, so what's your number one? It was Brian's was everything everywhere at once. <laughs> There's a delay. There's something. No, something. I'm just I'm just waiting for you okay. to elaborate on it. No, no delay. No. It uh, so as Courtney and I were saying, it's uh, honestly, it is the most borderline could be should be incoherent mess of an eye gasm, 
And yet somehow they tie the pieces together into something um, that is utterly out of this world. It matches the title perfectly. It is literally anything and everything uh, all at the same time. And uh, I have absolute awe of the balls of the filmmakers. Nice. They've got scenes that I have never seen on camera before uh, and somehow not only worked, it was emotional. Um, You've got two rocks having a conversation on the edge of a canyon and there's an entire tearjerker moment between two. Yeah. Really? I'm on board. I love it. Bring it on. No, that is absolutely one of my my all-time favorites of this year that came out of freaking nowhere. Last year, yeah. uh, If if y'all haven't seen it, go see it. It's worth it. It's weird. Do it in one sitting. I don't think that's one of those ones you can break up. What do you guys think about that? No, no, you got to do it all at once. Like you got to buckle in, have the snacks, have the popcorn, like turn the phone on vibrate or do not disturb or something. You bet. Just yes. let your brain go down the rabbit hole. Don't, yeah, don't have yep. any distractions going on and yep. just go there. Just they go might. with it. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And Stephanie Hugh, I don't, I think, I don't know how you say it. Hugh? I don't know. Her audition tape that somebody, the casting office posted it a few months yeah. ago. And like, I lost my mind. Like that was one of the most impressive auditions I have ever seen in my entire life. It, oh, uh, it's you might amazing. need to send that to me. I want to see that. I will send it to you. Yes. Okay. It is so good. It's nice. amazing. So Courtney, what about you? What is one of your top 2022 pop culture moments? So I've wrestled with my order all day long. Oh, well, we do. I, think... I didn't realize we were doing an order. I should have. I should oh, have had a caveat okay. There. So there's not. Okay. So we're, <laughs> so it's an arbitrary order. That makes me feel better because I have a hard time picking number one. Um, oh. I loved She-Hulk. I loved it. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. I loved so much of it. The last the season finale was probably the best Marvel season finale that I've ever seen. Like it was so clever and just like the writers pushed them so far. It was great. I loved it. Um, I love the breaking the fourth wall. Do it all day long. I am so here for it. Like all the random callbacks and like recognition of like people who have stayed with the franchise. Like so good. I loved did, it. Did any of the, the CGI, you know, there was a, I watched the new Ant-Man trailer recently and I put on Twitter that I was mm-hmm. really underwhelmed by that. It, it, it's a little bit more justifiable on Disney plus, right? Cause it's still yeah. a streaming show. Did any, anything take you out of it? It doesn't sound like it did. It sounds like you were just. I in mean, it. Yes and no. I mean it, but what's nice about it is it makes fun of itself. Like when she breaks the fourth wall, like as Jennifer Walters, like she straight up says, like, you think we could have like, had a little bit more budget put into the CGI, but okay. Like she makes comments yeah. like that throughout the whole thing. And it, it, I think that's what makes it so much fun is because you're laughing with them and like the writers and the cast and crew are acknowledging like, nah, they had fine. They had episodes that were designed to set the trolls off. Yes. Oh my God. So good. Was calling those trolls out. And this was shot how, like almost a year I think in advance. 2019, 2020, because they started right during the pandemic, I think. If so I'm not it, mistaken. It was, it was like they had live feed on what the trolls were doing. They just knew. And mm-hmm. it was brilliant because they were trolling them oh, right yeah. back. I love it. We don't need a woman superhero. Why did like this the whole thing? Like it was yeah. so nice. like, it was so brilliant. It was so yeah. well done. I didn't commit to it. And it was for no other reason other than just bandwidth, family time, whatever. But I watched a few episodes. I was thoroughly entertained. I thought it was a great, yeah. great fun. Yeah. Not, I can't really carry on an intelligent conversation about the show as a whole. 
but I liked what I saw. And what I, yeah. the thing about it that stood out to me in the episodes I've <laughs> seen was everybody there looked like they were just kids on a playground. Oh yeah. Uh, having fun. And Absolutely. that was contagious. And that was very, and contagious. that's what I loved about it. And that was like the best thing about it is like, Oh, an episode would come out and like, you've had a long day at work and you're drained and you sit back and you're like, ha <laughs> this is great. Like this is like case of the week on and off, but it's, it's a comedy. Like it was just, it made fun of itself. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people I know who don't love Marvel as a whole struggle with is they think it takes itself too seriously. And this was a really good, you know, step back from that. If you know, people think that, so I don't know. I loved it. Nice. So what do you think they're going to do with her moving forward? Is she going to cross paths with Deadpool? I don't know, but I I hope she at least is a reference in the new Daredevil show. Yes. If she's not at least reference, I don't see her being in the show, but if she's not at least reference, I will be very sad. Because that's a missed opportunity. They were well, so good. Yeah. No, they were amazing. Well, we haven't Slightly. seen the last ever. We know that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Fun, fun. That. Yeah. Okay, okay so, Rick, what was up on your list? So I'm going to... I'm going to put two in one right let's do it star wars okay. i was giving my little monologue about star wars mm -hmm. both andor and obi-wan they gave okay. me exactly what i wanted for each show and and andor i didn't know what i wanted i it took a while to warm up to it i didn't even really like it until i watched mm -hmm. it the second time when we met to do our video you were not on board i was not on board i thought you it was not. i thought it was you called it blade runner Yes. <laughs> hold, hold on. You called it Blade Runner. I thought it was. Feelings I, are still hurt from that, by the way. I think I thought it was vapid. I thought it was pretentious. What? I thought it was. Yeah, I, I I thought this isn't Star Wars. It's not fun. It's not joyful. There's not even. A it's damn not supposed droid to anywhere. be. It's supposed I mean, to be couple. Argo and Zero Dark Thirty put together. Correct. In Star I, Wars. I still had a problem going. I get that, but I still don't believe that the Emperor and Darth Vader. And Luke Skywalker exists on this planet. I didn't feel that way about Rogue One. And not just because Vader was in it. Quite frankly, the Vader stuff in Rogue One was a little bit distracting because it just was. Other than the last scene, of course, that was badass. Yep. But um, yeah. but what, what made me fall in love with Andor was when I was able to let all that BS go and sit back and say, dude, this is an incredible story. It's an incredible yeah. story of perseverance, of hope, of struggle. Of it, it had it has a little bit. Rebellions are built on hope, right? It has a little bit of Shawshank Redemption, and there has a little bit of it does. Uh, it has a little Blade Runner esque, but there was a lot more Star Wars in it than I gave it credit for. I'm gonna watch it the second time, and I'm a big a Last Jedi apologist, and so like a defender, whatever you want to call me. And so the whole thing about cancel bite, and uh, you know, if you want to gamble your your life, well, you go to cancel bite. Do it, don't do it here. I thought, hey. Hey, just the Coruscant, just all sorts of stuff. I just, I, I missed it the first time I watched it, and I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it. That, that, that bridges uh, to Rogue One even more, because what Rogue One did, it, I don't know how, but it made a new hope better. Mm -hmm. And so oh, I think, yeah, and I think that Andor it, it gave it a tangible like background in a way, yeah. like. Yeah, it correct. made that like it wasn't just this vacuum that you saw in a new hope there's all this stuff behind it and it gives it a new like supporting evidence in a way yeah. correct very well said 
So I want to I want to jump on Andor. That was definitely in one of my top um, on my for list the year. as well. Yeah, I would I would fight you on this. I would actually put this above Obi Wan. Loved Obi Wan. Agreed. I would, no, I would too. I would too. Yeah, it it's up there, and it's one of the biggest pieces. Is I think it was the creation of some of the most interesting characters I've seen in the Star Wars universe. Just about every major character that was put on screen, given a name and given any kind of story, their stories to me were more interesting than just about anybody I've seen in Star Wars in a while. And I want to know more. I want to know about the arts dealer uh, turned uh, rebel leader in yes. the shadows in the background with a uh, a ship that puts the Millennium Falcon uh, to not shame. to shame, but certainly I mean, close. I mean, yeah, it is. It is the most beautifully put together um, uh, sleeper that I've seen in a long time. But uh, the fact that you've got, it's in sets of three episodes. Each set of three episodes is a completely different story as he goes through these different chapters of the series. And every one of them, I mean, the prison break. Um, oh my uh, God, that was. That entire thing. And then. So and, and, the and best Star get, Wars in Star Wars ever. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to the prison break and, and his answer is, I can't swim. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, his answer is, I can't swim. And oh, you go, yeah, this is the most interesting graphic. character we've seen. And we don't know if you survive this. I we want have no to know idea. More the about... season ends and you don't know. Like, I how want to know really? more about every character in it. Yes. It's, it's yes. Snoke. It's not Snoke the character, but it's the same actor that played Snoke. And, and to have him come in and do uh, such a memorable character in a, in a Disney plus Star Wars show is really cool. Plus also. The aforementioned the Batman, he was an awesome Alfred. I didn't think how do you beat yes. Michael Michael Caine and um and 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 Bell? How do you do that? You know, hmm. I, I I didn't mind. Well, Andy Circus is a remarkable Andy Circus Marvel and Lord yeah. of the Rings and yeah, so he's much. In everything. Phenomenal. It is so good in the he's in the a ending. Chameleon. He is a chameleon, he's yeah. a Gary Oldman type. He's yes, he's mm -hmm. that good. Man, the ending's great. So I loved it. And, and I and I yeah. loved and I loved Obi-Wan. And I, I'll say this about Obi-Wan. What I, here's what I loved about Obi-Wan is that. When you're dealing with legacy characters like they were, it's going to be very contentious with fans, oh. especially Star Wars fans, especially mm -hmm. Star Wars fans online, particularly Facebook and Twitter. It's the most toxic fan base on the internet, hands down. Nobody <laughs> hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. They're, they're as bad as Snyder, hardcore Snyder fans. And in yeah. some ways they're worse. Because at least Snyder fans are sort of like myopic, right? Mm -hmm. with, with Star Wars fans, like, what is it you want? You are talking about the same franchise, right? Because I feel like we're not talking about the same franchise. You've got these weird standards for this just because Disney owns Lucasfilm now. But did you see Attack of the Clones? Which, by the way, I like Attack of the Clones. I defend Attack of the Clones all the time. I will to my dying day. But, you know, there's I'm making a larger point here. I mean, the prequels were not historic filmmaking. They were very flawed. And I see past the flaws and things I love about them. And I mm -hmm. elevate the things that I love. I, the things I love elevate those films for me. But in this case with Obi-Wan, I just wanted something that tied in the trilogies, trilogies together, the first two. And also, how do you capture the aesthetic and kind of vibe from the prequels and going into the sequel trilogy? And quite frankly, I think that, that Lucasfilm has done a very good job with this in live action, generally speaking. Because there's a jarring difference in the way the prequels look and the, 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 the original trilogy looks. And Andor did a great job making that bridge. It's kind of the haves and haves nots, right? And having that kind of that visual. But truly to see Ewan McGregor come back and give such a beautiful performance. And yes, damn it, Hayden Christensen as well. 
I love yep, the whole little mm-hmm. little Leia thing. No, the Qui Gon cameo, oh. cameo was amazing. Okay, she was the most when perfect I'm, casting I could have ever pictured in my entire life. She adorable. was adorable. Uh, adorable. She was Leia to the T. Yes. Like, uh, bravo casting. Like, bravo. Yep. Amazing yep. job. And then she, of course, did a phenomenal job as well. Her performance was great. Great. I think it's a beautiful show. And I think some of the stuff between Obi Wan and uh, and Vader. Uh, it's some of the most beautiful Star Wars ever, especially yeah. when Hayden's voice is going back and forth between James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen, and oh, yeah. just, or I should say Vader and Anakin. And uh, mm, man, that's yeah. ooh, gives me chills. And that's <laughs> yeah. the only thing about Andor that the reason I don't put it above Obi Wan because the reasons I fell in love with Star Wars have very little to do with Andor. Andor is challenging me to love the franchise in a different way. Which is I, I can understand that, but I think that's why I think Andor is why I appreciate it so much more. True, I agree. Because I didn't but, grow up as Star Wars person. Like I'm one of three girls. I grew up with Disney princesses, and then that's pretty much it. And then I got into superheroes, and all hope for my parents wanting me to be normal was lost. But I do <laughs> like appreciate the people like my fiance who have grown up with Star Wars, and like it's a very you know. I don't know. It's just rooted in so much history and nostalgia for them. And I think what Andor did, it allowed me to take my appreciation for other projects that I love and adore and apply it to Star Wars in a new way. And I think that's why I, if I were were not ranking, but if I did, it would be above Obi-Wan for me. That's cool. And that's fair. I have no problem with it. I, so far I like all the Disney plus stuff. I like Boba Fett, love Mandalorian, et cetera. But I got to say, Andor and um, another one. Now, I since we're on the topic of Star Wars, I'm going to just transition to my fourth one okay. because I love The Last Jedi. And Ryan Johnson was the writer and director of that film. He got a lot of pushback on online uh, for choices that were made, and that's fine, all fine and good. But I think it's a beautiful story. I think it's a wonderful movie. And I love Rise of Skywalker, I might add, and I think they complement each other, and I will die on that hill. I do. I do. Um, I really love... Knives Out. When that came out, I, and, and so I watched, good, so yes. good. And when I watched it again recently, I thought, man, you know what? This guy is really good, and I, I hope he comes back to Star Wars. Not just because I love the Last Jedi, because I love. I need a moment like, for Chris Evans and that cable knit sweater. It's great, and I love. You know, loved <laughs> loved Glass Onion. I loved Glass Onion. I've yeah. got to put it on my list. I think I'm it, halfway through it. Don't kill it. Don't spoil it. You guys haven't I'm watched the say, new ones yet? I'm no, halfway I'm, through I, Glass Onion. Glass Onion's my one of my top 2022 pop culture moments. I oh, okay, okay, okay. Love it. I, I love was a little it. confused it. there. But we it's really good. About, I won't spoil it, but it is very good. It's fun. It's very good. And to see, I, and I love Ed Norton. He's yes. great. Yes. And then my last one for 2022, and then I'll wrap, and you guys take the stage. I love Wednesday. I loved it. So good. I yes. loved it. I watched it twice. Jenna Ortega it. deserves an Emmy. Give oh her the Lord. Emmy. That girl is amazing. I mean, yeah. she's amazing. Give her the freaking Emmy. That show is the, because Tim Burton is hit or miss for me. Yeah. Batman. I've heard that. Batman hit. Batman Returns, miss. Big Fish, hit. Planet of the Apes, miss. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, Big my, Fish is fun because not a lot of people really seem to remember it or, but I loved it. It was great. That's his best yeah. movie in my opinion. Really? That, okay. that, Batman 89 and big fish. Yeah. For me. Okay. So, but th- this is the best of Tim Burton. Yeah. It's well, this, it's well written. It's well directed. The costume yeah. design and the stage design are incredible. Get out of here. 
Yep. 100%. And then Jenna Ortega, amazing. Is she incredible. crushes yes. it. I have it on my list too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's that I, I absolutely love Wednesday. <laughs> I've watched it twice. I'll, I, I'd sit through it again. So there's yeah. mine. The Batman, Obi Wan, and you know Glass where Onion, Wednesday. Fun fact. Okay. Do you know where Jenna Ortega crosses over into more of a fandom universe? Do you know which one she was in? Other than Iron Scream? Man 3. Oh. Was she? I don't think I was in Iron Man 3. Yes. Same director in Iron Man 3 as Wednesday, the series. Oh. Fun fact. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. All right. So, Brian. What's yeah. the rest of your list for things in 2022 that you loved? Less, rest of my list. Uh, Andor, Andor, Taylor and I are the healthy. Am I? Oh. What? 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 Andor Sorry, was did one. I cut out? I, uh, so Andor is one. Uh, what else I got here? I am going to throw another movie up there with the perfect name because we had uh, a couple of really good movies with perfect names this last year. The other one is Nope. I haven't seen it. Not for me. Uh, Not for I'm a wimp. I'm a You're wimp. Nope. Not for but you. See, this thing, there's so many moments in the movie where I'm just sitting there going, nope, nope, nope. And it's just, it's, it's perfect. It's ideal. It's uh, it's weird. It's out there. It's, it takes you on a ride. Um, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Um, I've heard amazing things from it. Taylor loved yeah. it. All my friends who saw it loved it. I am a scaredy cat and I'm a wimp. So okay. I have to like, Create and a it has definitely space. got some just straight terrifying moments. Like it's yeah, there's no, a whole lot of me. nope. So yeah. love that. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Um, Wakanda, honestly. That's oh. uh, one of my other big ones. Yeah, um, that was so well done. Angela Bassett was... deserves that Oscar, man. Oh my goodness! So freaking oh amazing. Goodness. Is that amazing. on your list too? Was that? Yeah. Is it is on your list too, Courtney? Yeah. yeah. I cried. I don't normally cry in movies, but I was bawling. I There's not a lot of superhero movie scenes. Who are, are, Rick, you haven't seen it? Bro. Mm -hmm. Sir. Mm -mm. I haven't seen Bruh. it. I know. Go no, away. Uh, like, you're not allowed back on the podcast. Well, it's one of the reasons I'm excited that we're too, is it's going to get me back in shape of watching as I get sort of complacent, like especially a year where yeah. you get Batman content and Star Wars content. True. Yeah. I was, I'll kind of zone out, you know, I'll zone out. And uh, so proceed. Now we got, we got a, a, a movie that we need to review here. What was it? Shotgun wedding. Shotgun yeah. wedding. Okay. So, so um, folks keep an eye open for that one. We're going to be doing some sort of review on that here soon. Hopefully. Yeah. We got um, a press link for that. Just a yeah. couple days ago. So hey. we're going to, we're going to check that out and let you know what we think. Um, yeah, I, uh, Wakanda was absolutely amazing. I yep. loved how they tied, uh, the unexpected death, uh, into the story and turned it into, okay, what is our next stage? What is the next step yeah. while moving the Marvel cinematic universe forward? Because they can't bring everything to a halt just to cover this, but they, they, they have but to, they had to acknowledge it. They had to yeah. at least like let it have its moment. Cause I think for so many people, this black Panther was their, you know, foray into Marvel yeah. and yeah. into feeling seen. And so like, you can't just act like it didn't happen. Like you have to acknowledge it. And I feel like they did it. Ryan Coogler did an amazing job in incorporating that. And it was just beautifully done all the way around. And I'm getting yes. goosebumps thinking about it, but oh, yes, it's on my list. Too. Yeah. And it, he's he, amazing. He, I'm not going to give because uh, Rick hasn't seen it yet, um, but I'm, it, the ending 
came out oh. of freaking nowhere and just killed me. Loved it. Okay, hold on. I do have I have a I have a soapbox. Oh, oh. So here's here's the thing I struggle with. So you're okay. telling me that you know there's this whole group of people, right? Mm -hmm. And all of these things have happened, endgame has happened, and like you know, you 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 know where I'm going, like, and then just all of a sudden, this what, like, where I feel you like been? something. Oh yeah, no, I... there, there's 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 gaps, there's holes in the movie, like, there's yeah. a hole where you been. Yeah, that's my like. I was sitting there, and I remember looking. We're in the theater opening night, and I look over at Taylor, and I'm like, "What about Endgame? Like, was he not freaking out? Like, clearly, he knew somebody did something." So. And because they haven't tied it into the rest of the cinematic universe at all. No. What about the plus, ending of it? What's that? No, no, go, go, go. I'm, I'm, I know I, where I you're going. Saying, because they haven't tied the movie into the cinematic universe yet at all. What about Tiamat, the ending of Eternals? There's a giant ass robot sticking out in the middle of the ocean. There's Clearly a big hand right it. in their backyard. Nobody's going to say a thing. I, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And like, there's I a, feel a... like as a Marvel fan, you have to like kind of learn to like overlook it. But when you have friends that aren't Marvel fans and they're arguing with you about why it sucks, you're like, I don't have an argument for that. You're like, not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Well, it, with, with Marvel doing what they're doing, trying to figure out Eternals, like it could just be an alternate universe, but that feels like a cheat, but nobody's referenced a hand sticking out of the middle of the freaking ocean. And a giant head. Just and a head. floating, like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, know. nobody's nobody's yet referenced this, but they're going to have to address it big here. They soon. have to address like, it at is... some point. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cordy, yeah. what else is on your list? Yeah. What do you got? Well, yeah. Brian, well, did you finish yours? Uh, yes. Did you? Okay. okay. Perfect. So I also had Wednesday on mine. Um, nice. I also had Andor, and then nice. I also had Wakanda. My other two. Well, okay. So I kind of put two together because I couldn't decide on five. So. I have Emily in Paris and Sex Lies of College Girls. They're like in the same line because they're both wonderful and I love Emily them. Emily in Paris was fantastic. I love it. It like, is I'm, so I'm not fun. even going to knock it. It's amazing. Darren Starr knows how to hit me where I feel <laughs> and right. I love it. And I love Paris and it's one of my favorite cities in the world. So I love it. I mean, it's very aspirational. And yeah. like everything else, it has, you know, there's flaws, but I do love it. And then Sex Lies of College Girls is fantastic. Rick, Jennifer would love it. Uh, it's Mindy Kaling. And it yeah. is these freshman women who go to this university uh, in the Northeast. And it's just all, they all come from these different walks of life. And it's so fun. And it is so like realistic. Like there's so many scenarios where I'm like, oh, yep, I that happened to me and my roommate or like, Oh, I remember when that happened to me. Like there's just, it's just not like, it's not honey glot, like with a funny lens or anything. Like it's very like, I don't know. It's so fun and it's very enjoyable. Um, nice. So sex life of college girls, it's HBO max. And then Emily in Paris is Netflix. And then my last one was top gun Maverick. So, okay. Uh, now black Panther, I, I I'll get around top gun. I intentionally avoided. When I say intentionally, really? avoided, yeah, how can I phrase this? I didn't give a shit. I just didn't care. Okay. Uh, I didn't okay. either. Right. But it's so well done. Like it is I, everything a sequel needs to be. Like it is I, everything that 
See, and I, I had the VHS I hear back it is, today, and, and I'm I saw all it 25 bored. times and grew up of wanting to do, like not wanting to do the musical in elementary school because no, I don't need to know how to dance. I'm going to be a fighter pilot. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'll say this too, by the way. So with Top Gun, there's, okay. I don't want to get into this. It almost gets political. I don't want to get political here. Oh boy. Tom Cruise has been kind of weird. He's lying. To me. Tom Cruise is kind of a weird dude. Mm-hmm. All right. And sometimes um, I have a hard time separating the art and the artist. And so. That's what I'm going deta- to be. Yeah. But I'm yeah. detaching myself from it. It's not like I think he's a bad guy. He's just kind of a weird dude. Now. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. I'm a but bad here's guy. the thing. When I think about <laughs> movies of his that I love are some of my favorite movies ever. I'm a sucker for cocktail, by the way. I think that's a guilty pleasure Tom Cruise film, and I love it. I love Interview with a Vampire. I love um, uh, there's so many great t- t- Tom Cruise movies. Uh, I mean, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is obviously great. I oh, love great the movie. Rain Man. Yes. You yeah. Know, Dustin Hoffman gets a lot of credit for that. He's film. He's one hell of an actor, and he knows but, how to make a really compelling film for sure. Mm-hmm to play off that. So I'm all for watching Top Gun. I'm going to get around to it. And I really, I, I at least I'm aware of how he handled Val Kilmer. And I think that's a plus class. Oh, it was awesome. Like I mm-hmm. read, I had some stuff from between deadline and Hollywood reporter where like they, you know, new background on the whole thing. And like, I, it seems very classy the way he did it. Yeah. And it's, it yeah. is such a well done and it puts him in such a great light. I mean, Val Kilmer and, and yeah, it is everything a sequel should be. It's better than the original, in my opinion. Hot take. Listen, I'm all over it, so I, I'm gonna succumb. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see Top Gun. You liked it too, Brian? Do it. I did. Uh, it yeah. was. It was one of those ones where I walked in, uh, not wanting to be critical, but walked in with a. Hmm, I grew up on this movie. Don't fuck it up. And uh, yeah. Could you fuck that movie up though? Yeah, you you could. You really you could. could. You really could. Um, there's there's yeah. a million ways you you could absolutely mess that whole thing up because it comes across. I mean, before you even go in the theater, it comes across as a cash grab. It comes across as Hollywood doing what they've been doing, which is hey, let's make a sequel and cash in on the goodwill that was earned by someone else. So yeah. it's it's way too easily one of those kind of things. But um, so. Uh, Yes, I did walk in a little critical because of that. Like, don't don't make this a cash grab. There's just enough nostalgia moments that hit you in the in the happy feels where you're like, oh, I know that. There's just yeah. enough of those that you feel good, but there's enough of a departure that it feels a little bit more original. Sure. And yep. the ending of the movie, I was sitting there, ADHD brain, which is what we do, where we're sitting there playing the plot ahead, going, where's this going? Where's this going? Where are you? Who's going to, what's going to, this is what ADHD brain does. I'm trying to already wrap up the ending 15 minutes into a, a, a new TV show. And I was sitting there the entire time through going, how are you guys going to wrap this up? Did, okay. And then they came down to a, a, a decent wrap up. I'm like, oh, we're doing that. We're doing that. Okay. Well, don't, well, don't say because I, I, I want to see it. And I'm, yeah, I'm no, it's fun. It's worth it. It's fun. I do regret not seeing it in IMAX. Obviously, he. Oh, God. Yeah. He, he uh, held out for that. There's a chance. So, Rick, there's a chance they'll re release it in theaters for the Oscar campaign because it has been nominated for Best Picture. It has to be. You know, he's going to. Oh. And by yeah, the way, as so far as I wish to keep an eye out for that. Well, and, and as far as the cash grab thing, let's give him credit where credit is due. He doesn't need the money. 
No, so he doesn't. For, and for, he was very deliberate about it too. I read in interviews where he was like, there's a reason I didn't do this. There's a reason it has been 25, whatever mm-hmm. years since this original came out. And I have mad respect for that because he, it very easily yes. could have been the studio comes in and says, Hey, we'll give you a bunch of money. And he could have said, sure. Sign the paperwork. We'll be done with it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, and I, I, I've had some issues with the man, but I'll just say this. He's one of the last remaining movie stars, true movie stars. And we need to, we need, we need to cherish that because there's not a lot, there's not a lot of rock stars left. There's not a lot of movie stars left. Great line from Bobcat. What's his name from police Academy? Stand up comedian. Thank you. He says that golf has killed more rock stars than heroin. That's a funny line. If you know what he's talking about. Anyway, moving on. Hmm. Okay, so well, and I will just like to say, Jerry Brockheimer, if you're ever listening, I will gladly be cast in anything you produce. So okay, just... I'm gonna let's hit pause right there. I'm gonna yeah. jump to my most anticipated list of 2023. Yeah, we gotta flip because we're already. Yeah, no, 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 we, we are it, through this. Listen, yeah, we're we're working out the kinks on this thing, and Ryan's gonna have a hell of a time with a you know, and I got to do something about losing internet. That's not good. Okay, Jerry Bruckheimer. Let's build on that for a second. So one of my most anticipated things for 2023 has to do with Jerry Bruckheimer. I am one of the world's biggest Eddie Murphy fans. He is such a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Like people have no idea how amazing he is. He also molded my childhood in terms of my sense of humor. I mean, I was nine watching Delirious and Raw. Probably shouldn't have been, but I was. Beverly Hills Cop, one and two, 48 hours, another 48 hours, Golden Child. I mean, uh, then later. What was it? What was it through like most of the 80s and most of the 90s? Like he came up with like almost three movies per year. He did. Now he lost me in that time of his career and that's okay. He he became the the whole uh, nutty professor and some of the some of the romantic. See, that's the Eddie Murphy I grew up with. True, but that's how I learned about him. Well, I'm I can be your father, so that makes sense in terms of age, um, probably quite literally. But what I'm excited about is Axel Foley is such a great character, and those first two Beverly Hills Cop movies, Beverly Hills Cop movies, are two of the best action comedies ever made. Period, hands down, ever, ever, ever. And Trading Places is still probably my favorite comedy, pound for pound, ever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Be- Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop three was trash. Um, it was so shockingly bad. I remember watching it going, why did he do this? And quite frankly, coming to America too, wasn't much better. Um, I wasn't as angry about that one because I didn't have, I had zero expectations. It was not a sequel. That was the first sequel. I thought, let's not touch this and whatever. It was, and it was, was sweet it like in moments. Was the one it was okay. It just was not, I mean, coming to America is phenomenal. Coming to yeah. America too. Beverly Hills Cop three is one of Eddie Murphy's worst movies. So what I love about this is recently I saw him uh, being interviewed, I believe, on Collider. And he says, and I love Collider, by the way. Um, But I believe that he, I believe it was Collider. And he said, Courtney, the reason, and this was just recent, this was just a few days ago. What got him to come back to do this? Because he's made some attempts over the years with some scripts and things like that for Bill Hills Cup 4. Is that uh, Bruckheimer got in the middle of this. And and gelled it and brought it back to the roots. And I mean, and, the man can do no wrong. I mean, right. I, I'm convinced. Like Jerry Bruckheimer, I'm your biggest fan. Please cast me in something. I will do it. Cast all three of us, actually. So yeah. Beverly Hills Cop Four is on my top list because I think we're going to get something special out of that. And also the fact that Taggart's back is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole original cast looks like they're back. Everyone alive, anyway. You know. Um, 
what's his name for perfect strangers is is back as well as no oh, i can't be serious what's his name surge surge no never mind. i don't know showing my age great character funny movie Beverly's cup one and two Beverly's cup four hands down i'm gonna just burn through these okay yep. for time's sakes what are the two things you guys think are on my list that are star wars Oh, I mean, Ahsoka, uh, if you don't have Ahsoka, uh, then we aren't friends. Ahsoka, that's right, because we're going to get that Hayden Christensen force ghost. What's up? And then this guy. Yep. And Mando. And, and yeah. I love Mando. the trailer oh, for Mando. Oh, the new trailer for Mando. Uh, it's, so it's so good. Dude, it's so good. So uh, both of those shows, hands down. Thank you, Disney+. Plus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, the creators of uh, over at Lucasfilm and Dave and John and everybody and Kathleen Kennedy. The, the everybody's amazing over there. Um, ooh, what'd you just do? You move me around, okay? Yeah, I'm moving. so I'm I'm, exci I'm excited for those yeah. two things, and then I'm also very excited for the flash. Well, actually, I'm gonna talk about that last, and then so, Creed, Creed 3. Now, here's the problem with Creed 3 oh Rocky's also one of Here my favorite go. franchises. I cannot believe how good those Creed films are, both of them. And Creed yeah. 2 should have been awful. The whole premise yeah. is stupid, but it worked. It's It's a beautiful movie. The first one's better, but the second one's really good. Stallone's not in this. He has no part of this. He has no creative input on this whatsoever. It makes me. But a speaking of Stallone, Brian is in his next TV series. Shameless plug. You Tulsa are King. on Tulsa King and you made the trailer here, here on that. But I, I love Michael B. Jordan. I love the franchise. I love the character of, of, uh, of, uh, oh my gosh, what's the actual character's name? Shit. I'm going blank. Why am I going blank on this? Can't believe I'm going blank. Michael on B. This. Jordan's character. Yeah, it's it's Adonis because mm -hmm. okay. he takes on his father's name. That's part of his arc, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, Creed three, Soka, Mando, Beverly Hills Cop four, Creed three, and then here we go. It, this is all a nostalgia trip for me. Looking at this list, it's like Jesus. This whole thing is nostalgic. The Flash. Ezra Miller is a chocolate mess. God bless the guy. I hope he gets his act together. I, I, I don't know what James Gunn, this is a whole conversation for another show about what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, we, we just need to do an episode on that. With the DCEU and everything, what stays, what doesn't, whatever, yeah. right? What I can tell you, though, is that whatever happens, we're getting Michael Keaton back for at least a movie. Yes, please. Michael Keaton yes. is coming back to reprise his role as the Batman, as I understand it. The inside buzz, the people that have seen, it's like, dude, chef's kiss. And obviously, Batgirl was canceled, so we're not seeing him in that. Yeah. I think James Gunn will ultimately do his own version of his Batman for his DC, whatever. Again, we'll get into that another day. But the fact that I get to sit in a theater in 2023 with popcorn, with my wife, kids, stepkids, who's all, whoever's with me, hopefully everybody, and to see Michael Keaton play Bruce Wayne Batman again, I... Mm -hmm. It's I, if it's the last time we get it, I'm gonna just I'm gonna, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna shrink him up. I'm gonna put him in my pocket and carry him, carry him with me every day. So excited! Brian, was so that on your list too? Uh, uh, Flash and Batman. Yeah, well, is that on your Bat list? Michael Keaton's Batman's in the Flash. Yeah, yeah, I know, uh, but is that, I'm asking if that's on his list as well. That was not on my list. Oh, oh I, I am looking forward to it, but that was not on my list. Okay, one more I'm going to squeeze in there because I just okay. read it today. Mm -hmm. So I just squeezing in there is Frasier. It looks like the Frasier. Oh, yes. It Wait, is what? going to, Frasier is, has a new show coming out where he's now in a different city. It's Kelsey Grammer. 
I'm the biggest Cheers fan on the planet. Oh. That's right. And Eddie Murphy fan and Star Wars fan and Batman fan. You hear okay. you it here first. But I'm excited to see what they're going to do with, with, with Kelsey Grammer. And I hope that, uh, that you know, he he never relied on Cheers with the Fraser spinoff. But once the show was established, he brought the characters back. Like Shelley Long came on, Ted Danson, Woody Harrelson, B.B. Neuwirth, obviously. Phenomenal stuff. And I, and I hope we get a little bit of that. And also R.I.P. R.I.P. Kirstie Alley. We didn't agree politically, mm. but you were so amazing and so funny yeah. and, and rest in peace. Okay. okay. Uh, there you go. Ryan, you're up. It's you're my up. Turn. Okay. By the way, I want to add, I want to add one to 2022. Uh, no, think, you can't, you can't retroactively no, no, I'm, change I'm, I'm, shit. I, it, it's, I'm, I'm not adding too what much. Do to think, it. What do you think? This is Brian from work. I think I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that actually works. Can we rename this? This, this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I'm just, no, all I want to put in, I think it was 2022 was nobody. Do you get, did you guys ever see it? No, I no? feel like I saw it, but now I can't remember. I mean, I, I watch random movies sometimes just at night. Okay, and, so, and so nobody that? was was another one of these ones like uh, uh, I don't know who you are, but I will find you. Um, it was another one of these ones where they've taken a middle aged male actor. And oh, him into it. yes, yes, okay, badass. yes. Courtney, you yes. saw it, Courtney. Continue. Yeah, okay, I okay. I think I watched a lot of it like this, but yes, it is. So so Rick, watch it. Boring. It's fun. It is. There's it so is. much of it where you're just watching it going. <laughs> Cool, it's 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 wonderful. I loved it. What's it? What's it called again? It's called Nobody. Nobody. What's it called again? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody. It's Bob Odenkirk. Yep. Bob Odenkirk. Phenomenal. Being absolutely amazing. But they they've started doing that where they'll take a middle aged actor and give him an entire John Wick makeover. And uh, I'm I'm here for it. And uh, honestly, it, uh, uh, Stanley Tucci, I think, is the next one that needs to get that treatment. I but, love Stanley Tucci. I would love to see Tucci doing uh, one of these movies where he goes full John Wick on somebody. I would love to see this. Uh, okay, so 2023, coming back to this. Um, the reason I brought that up is we have Extraction 2. And if you oh, saw Extraction. Oh, yeah, I forgot we were getting that. Was very good. I got Extraction 2 coming up, and I'm mixing right in with that, the fact that we've got uh, Expendables 4 <laughs> coming in. So that's just the the silly, just just absolutely. Is Dolph Lundgren in that with Stallone? I don't know. How did you say that? Dolph Lundgren, not Lundgren. Lundgren, Lundgren. Okay, I I will go with that. That's fine. No, never trust me on this stuff. I have never heard that pronunciation before. If anybody anybody that listened to me on my old podcast for all those years, you know that I fuck up names (laughs) with the best of them. Don't trust me. Pronunciations, terrible. Uh, we got the next John Wick movie coming. I'm digging Indiana that. Jones. Sorry, and Indiana Jones. I haven't seen much on it yet, and there have been too many memes about how ridiculous it's getting. So yeah. I want to see something solid before I'm going to be re- rooting for it. I don't even know if that's this year. That might be 24 anyway. It's set for 23, I think. Is it 23? Okay, go yeah. ahead. But, go I, ahead. but I haven't seen anything other than just a really, really, really base level teaser. So I want to see more before I'm going to root for it. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'll watch it. Um, I, anything Marvel, we got Guardians, I got Spider-Verse, um, I got Ant-Man. Uh, it's it's the uh, Loki. Loki oh, season. Spider-Verse, <gasps> Loki dude. season two. Oh, Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Yes, exactly. Oh my so gosh. Because Marvel, the, the entire thing is so tied together. I'm on board Ooh. with it. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that is I'm there. phenomenal. God, that that is so good. The entire yeah, I'm, I'm loving all so of it. Uh, I would love to see another. Um, what if? I think that's coming. You up. know, really? I tried. What if? <laughs> I did. I okay. really did. Okay. I can appreciate it for what it is, and I love animation. My sister works in Lucasfilm. And okay. That's all I'm say because I don't want her getting mad at me. But mm. like, I love animation. I appreciate animation. Yeah. I could not like zone in enough on what if like, okay. I see what they're doing and it makes sense. Like conceptually I'm there. Okay. However, I got bored watching Did some of really? these episodes. Yes. Like there were certain ones I was like, okay, I'm vibing. Wow. And then I would get to a different, like a certain episode and I'm like, okay, I'm like on my phone. I'm not paying attention. Like I'm no longer invested. I don't know why I can't explain it, okay. but yeah, I do think we're getting the second season though. Uh, I, we are. Um, so on yeah. with that, I think what else have I got? Uh, uh, yeah, of course, Mando and Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mandalorian, the new trailer, loving it. I'm on board with the. Oh, it looks so good. I can't oh, wait it looks to see so good. Ah! Boba Freak. Yes. Yeah. So, so good. So there you um, go. That's my, that's my, I don't know if that was five or 10, but there you go. That's my list. And Courtney, any chance she can ever get your sister to do the show with you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> she honors, I mean, you know, she is a, a an employee, so I don't know. Of I course. Can ask her. Uh, of course. It, it may but, be more, not, not for, obviously we would never ask her for inside information. Oh gosh, and yeah. that's like, I mean, oh, We yeah, wouldn't she, expect she that obviously. Oh, well, she wouldn't do it anyway. Right. But I mean, so we wouldn't, that's yeah. not, but, and by the way, one of the things I'm taking with me from my, my previous uh, group is something that a lot of pride with this. And I, and I, and I give a lot of props to Batman on film, never a scoop site, never a bullshit site, never, 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 even with yeah. information that could be scooped. Mm -hmm. Never happened. Not once. And we're going to do the same thing here. This is never going to be a scoop site. Once we get the website going, we're never yeah. going to, yeah. we're never going to drop rumors. We might have fun with some fun internet rumors and engage for hypotheticals or whatever, but I'm talking about, this is going to be, we're going to respect the studios, the actors, yeah. the creative, the creative process and everything. Okay. Yeah. She may, okay, maybe, I don't know. She, so I'm getting married in October and my sisters are my co-maids of honor. And she, so we were talking about stuff a few weekends ago over, I guess over the holidays. Yeah. She was like, so would you be upset if I don't speak at the wedding? And I'm like, no, I don't. It's fine. Like, I don't care. She's like, okay. So I'm thinking I'll just get up and be like, hi, I'm, Caitlin, I'm Courtney's sister. Here's Catherine. And I was like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> all good. I, I don't care. Well, and I, she's just not like an outgoing personality. No, no, no. She's got her talents lie elsewhere. She's hilarious. I would just, I would just love her perspective on existing projects. That's all. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. She may, know. she, she may jump on. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll see what she can do. We'll see. Or maybe she, maybe she could just ride an op-ed for us or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I doubt she'd do anyway. that, but she may just speak to her journey. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Well, anyway, we moving on. Have her on tap moving dancing. On. That's fine. That's All right. Fine. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. So, so Ahsoka is high on my list. I'm very excited. Yes. Bad Batch season two. Um, I technically haven't watched it yet which okay. I feel terrible about, but it okay. released this year. So I'm putting it on my list. Uh, my sister is credited on that, which is really fun. Um, nice. And she was also credited on Tales of the Jedi. If you haven't watched those, those are so good. They those are, are like, so good. 
so good. And they're I got around to those. Oh my gosh. They're they're great. I highly pure, recommend those. Pure Star Wars. The first episode yes. sucked me in. Oh mm. my gosh. Uh, I was like borderline crying. I was like, what is happening to me? Mm. Um I've also got Mandalorian on my list and then yeah. Secret Wars. I saw an interview from uh Colby Smolder, Smolders. Smolders? Smolders? I don't know your name. Smolders, thank you. And I was like, like my heart rate increased. I got excited. I was like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. I'm really hoping it's everything I want it to be. Um, and then I have a book on this list. So I fell in love with the series. It's the Finlay Donovan series. Finlay Donovan series. So the third okay. book comes out and I'm very excited. And it comes out in like a month. Okay. So Courtney, so I'm going to say this. So my wife, I don't know if she can hear me. Jennifer Shue. She, okay. Anyway, she has joked around and said, can I come on the show? I'm like, of yes. course. Anytime you want yes. to. She's writing a book. I will. <gasps> no way. She's been working on it for some time. And wow. she's, she's brilliant by the way. Yeah. And she's a brilliant, brilliant lawyer. And, 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 but I think that her calling as an author is, will not go unheard in the universe. Right. And, yeah. uh, but anyway, so she, I think that would be a great episode for her, you guys uh, to do together. Yeah. Just to, I mean, we, we can all just, yeah. cause she's an avid reader, like get her on about oh my a, gosh. a book or two. Yeah. Oh, I love, uh -oh. I love reading. I, I read all the time. If you're on Goodreads, add me. Um, it's fun. So cool. And speaking of that, we have a lot of guests and I, I don't want to say their names on them. Hey, I don't want to jinx it. Um, but I've got, I've got a lot of friends that are going to, that we're also going to be bringing on from other podcasts and things of that nature that I've known in the podcasting world for years and years and years. And so their expertise and their opinions are so amazing talking to you andy at holy Batcast, of course aaron at fanboy garage i could go down the i can go down the whole list ryan haas you know all those guys as well um but um um you know one of the things that i'm also just like super excited about is some of the guests that we have lined up that i can't mention yet i think are really going to come on here and give us some clout for the show that not to say, not that we need it but it's just going to be Anyway, it's it's fun. I wish I could say names, but I can't yet. But just know that we got a lot of stuff on the on the books. But we, what we can promise you is, no matter who we is have on, people tied up in the basement. That's we'll right, correct. That's pretty but much no matter. Yeah. But no matter who is on, low profile, high profile, all that nonsense. Good quality guests is what we're going to always have. That I can promise you, and that's that's that we can stand by, right? Well, and then too, like the more people who are interactive with us, the more people that watch, the more subscribers we get on podcasts, like then the more leverage we're going to have to get like people in active things that are being paid to come on and talk with us like that, the more that we can do stuff like that. That is yeah. correct. And it's amazing how many good faith people, even like the James Guns of the world who are so high profile, but will take time to come on shows like this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I admire that immensely. And like, I had, Chris McKay, I had Chris McKay on uh, the old show, uh, director of Lego Batman. And just know this, we've kind of become buddies and I'm hoping this is the only person I'm going to mention. Cause I don't think I'll jinx this one. I really think and hope that he's going to come back and do this one with us. And so that's one, one person in particular that we got our eye on Mr. McKay, if you're listening. So anyway, lots of fun, lots of fun. Yeah. All right, Courtney, did we get through your list? Yeah, that's my list. I love it. Guys, we got through the first show. Hey. We got through the first show. I mean, there's some kinks. We're doing this live. We're doing it live. So this is not like recording a normal podcast. And for all of you out there that have 
aspirations of podcasting. Just know that you do, can it. do it, do it. But it is a lot of work. It's hard. You're you're slave to technical stuff. Like for some reason, my 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 I'm like right here. My internet and dropped for a second. I <laughs> lighting. Or, 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 or. Yeah, my, my lighting. lighting's terrible. Take Brian's lighting and take notes from his because mine is crapping. I'm a well, Brian's a professional photographer. Yeah, Brian's a professional. <laughs> we filmed we filmed our video in his studio in Dallas. I'm I'm here in, in the Houston area, um, and then Courtney's in the Dallas area. So is Brian. But uh, I still am up there yeah. all the time, and I'm have residents there still. Anyway. We know the drill, but I, I'm very, very. I technically split my time, but you know it's fine. I, you technically what? I technically split my time. Oh, between here, L.A., Atlanta, and New York. There you go. Technically, and Canada. So, technically, yeah, that's right, because you are Canadian. So I'm Canadian. So before we kind of do our little exit out of here, what what do you guys think? I think we have a show here. I think we have a show. This is fun. I think we have a show. My, my brain is now going with more things that I completely forgot about for 2023. That I'm oh, I know. Same. Oh, the it's more the I think worst. about it. Ah, it's, oh, it's so the worst. Many. It's the worst. And you know what's going to happen when we get off the scene, just like you do an audition. Like, we're going to start texting. So many things. Yeah. Oh, I, I should have brought that up. Oh, when we were talking about, why did I go blink on that actor's name? And uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you guys know, uh, have you heard of the book's three body problem? Mm -mm. There's a whole series of like thick, thick, there we go. Thick books that were translated from Chinese that are just the most amazing sci-fi novels that go that start wandering down a street and end five billion years in the future. And uh, they're adapting it, I think, for Amazon. That's and cool. it is it is beautiful. So that is one of the one of the ones that I'm hoping they do justice. I hope it, it is amazing. I love it. That's cool. So, yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for yes, watching thank the you first all. episode. Please subscribe and just know these will get better. They're going to get tighter. This was good. This is good. And this we're going we're gonna to edit the hell out of this and put it on YouTube. At least Ryan Haas is. And by the way, Ryan Haas, we saw that you subscribed to our channel while you were here. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. Um, thank you for the music, Freak Bass. Love yes, you, dude. Sir. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you and Bob Seska on rotation. So many friends. I'm going to start rattling names. Zaki Hassan, April yes, Hernandez, Ricky Church, just friends that I've done podcasts with over the people. years. Just so many people that I can't wait to have on here and just to geek out with us. So thank you guys for watching. Courtney, Brian, anything you guys just want to plug real quick on your own before we get out of here? Nah. Subscribe. Um, Listen to the podcast. That's right. What's our Twitter handle at friends? What is our Twitter handle? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Anyway, I won't waste time here. Friends Follow us on Twitter. Pod. Friends work pod, Love it. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere. Yep. Subscribe. Thank you so much. On behalf of Courtney Cheek, Brian Chatlin, Rick Shu, we are the friends from work. From work. From work. And we're going to have Freak Base take us out. Thanks for watching. That wraps up another episode of the Friends From Work Let's Chat Podcast. Tune in each week as we discuss all things pop culture, and you may catch a special guest or two. Be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe wherever you get great podcasts. I'm Courtney Cheek, and on behalf of myself, Rick Shu, and Brian Chatlin, we are the Friends From Work. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Freak Face, take us out. Get down.